Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Monday, March 8th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. Back from uh, Goodyear, Arizona, back home in the cozy confines of uh, of Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, Hoynesy, uh, what did you take away from just your, your week out there and, and seeing the guys get on the field for the first time and just get their feet wet playing, playing the early games in spring training? Yeah, it, it was great, Joe. It was great to get out there. Uh, actually see games, you know, it's, it's totally different. You know, it's still, you know, zoom calls or all the interviews, no access except for, you know, zoom calls. And, uh, but you're there, you're at the ballpark, there's fans in the ballpark and you're seeing baseball. So that, that part is good. And you can, you know, put your eyes on these guys. Um, I, I came away with uh, some impressions. Uh, you know, I, I'm, you know, the starting pitching looked a little ragged to me. And I don't know if that's just the first time, you know, first, uh, you know, one or two times through the rotation, except for, uh, except for uh, Aaron Savali, you know, really not that impressive. Uh, guys just kind of feeling their way still. And that's what spring training is about for sure. But you remember last spring when Bieber was untouchable for his first three or four, you know, three starts. And then, it, you know, spring training got shut down. So we haven't seen a performance like that. Uh, you know, obviously you've, you've got to like, uh, Jimenez the way he's played, swung the bat, uh, at shortstop, um, you know, uh, Bobby Bradley has swung the bat. Well, shown some pop, uh, not too much from, uh, Jake Bowers off, you know, hasn't done much with the bat. Uh, Cesar Hernandez looks solid. Eddie Rosario looks like a veteran just getting ready. He hasn't, you know, done anything good or anything bad, really. Same with Jose Ramirez and Brent and, um, Reyes, Fran Mill Reyes hit the one home run, but those, now uh, both those guys are kind of sidelined, so we'll see where that goes. Right. Uh, the big news that happened Sunday uh, was revealed that Jose Ramirez and Fran Mill Reyes uh, have been away from the team since Saturday morning when they self-reported uh, during intake uh, procedures during the morning that uh, they had violated protocols and they ate in a restaurant uh, indoors in, uh, in the Goodyear, uh, Arizona area, uh, after their game Friday against the, the Cubs, I believe there was a social media post with, with Pedro Strop that was, uh, has since been deleted, but, uh, looked like 
Ramirez and Reyes um, had had gotten together with them, uh, and Reyes had gone for a haircut. I believe was was part of the story. So this is the second time Framil Reyes has violated the protocols. Uh, not that either of them had tried to cover it up. I think uh, the like Adam Plutko said after his uh, his outing on Sunday. Uh, you know the protocols work. They they're designed to catch things like this and keep guys insulated and keep them away from exposing the rest of the team if there's a potential exposure. Uh, they've been away. They've missed a couple of days of camp uh, per MLB regulations. Uh, they're awaiting their tests to see if they can can rejoin the team either later today or probably tomorrow, according to Francona. Uh, this just demonstrates a, a I don't know a. a, a lapse in judgment it, it compare it to the Zach Plesak Mike Clevenger situation from last year and and really you're comparing apples to oranges right yeah you know that that happened during the season Plesak and Clevenger nobody lied about this and uh, basically Clevenger did hide hide the fact that he was involved and left uh, Plesak out to, to to ride basically and basically exposed the rest of the team uh to to uh COVID. Uh, and uh, this one, you know, I, I kind of sympathize with these guys, not, but not entirely. But, you know, you've got half the country lifting mass bands, you know, encouraging people to eat at restaurants and uh, Major League Baseball. And these guys cannot do that. And uh, it, it, you know, and I, I, I get it. I, I get it why they would be, you know, they would lean toward doing that. But you know, it's also like Tito said, it's their rules. It's the players' rules. They agreed to this. And uh, I just wonder if that social media post hadn't been up, would they have said anything? You know, that's the thing. You self-report that? You really, really, would you self-report that? Well, and on, on a daily basis, I, I think it, on a daily basis, when these guys check into the facility, they're coming in and they're, they're meeting, they're getting tested and meeting with uh, trainers and physicians. And the trainers and physicians say, you know, did you go out last night? Did you, were you exposed to, to anybody for, you know, it, less than six feet for more than 15 minutes? They, they read through uh, just like, yeah. like we would get if we went to the doctor's office. The doctors have a, a whole checklist sure. of things they have to ask us. Every morning, these guys are getting asked that. And to, I guess, to Ramirez and, and Reyes's credit, you know, they didn't lie at that point. They, they said, yeah, I, I went out last night. And maybe it's maybe they knew that they would get, you know, just a, a couple of days away from camp. And uh, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to ask Framil uh, and, and Jose, and I'm sure that they're going to be quite, you know, apologetic about it. But the fact remains, this is the second time that, that Framil's done this and uh, done something like this. And it's it's going to it, at some point it's going to become a headache for the Indians. Yeah, you know, I <laughs> I mean, fool me once, uh, shame on, you know, shame on you. Fool me twice, uh, shame on me, right? So, uh, you know, that's... Uh, you did that uh, way better than George Bush did. Congratulations. <laughs> that, that, that came through sounding really good. Yeah. So, you know, what? who said that? Abraham Lincoln? I don't know if uh, Abe said that, but, uh, you know, you know, I don't know. It's like uh, getting hit over the head once. I guess it, it didn't hurt enough, so... Uh, Lindsay, I wasn't around to cover Abraham Lincoln like you, so it's I'm just it, it's okay. I I think the Indians will get past this. I don't think this is a huge thing, and I don't think this is going to cause any division in the clubhouse like the Clevenger Police Act thing did. 
you know, having teammates have to step up and, and call you out for your behavior. Yeah. And, and eventually, you know, the Indians can say all they want that it didn't contribute to the, the fact of, of, of trading Mike Clevenger uh, to San Diego. But I'm sure that once they did, they were glad to have that kind of headache, uh, you know, away, away, not having to be around. You got to think about somebody like an Oliver Perez, who, who's got all the reason in the world at almost age 40 with young kids at home not to, you know, want to be exposed. It, it's a completely different situation this, this time around, though, for, for Reyes and Ramirez. Um, and I really I, – I, the other point uh, that was made, you know, how many other teams are going through things like this and just it, – it's not being reported or it's not getting out there or they're just, like, putting things under the, under the rug silently or letting guys get away with things like this. Yeah, I read somewhere, I can't remember the team, but they sent like eight pitchers home. Did you see that? Wow. Uh, one, one big league team sent, sent eight of their pitchers home after they had been exposed. So, you know, or, or they sent them from, away from the, uh, you know, the complex. So uh, well, it is, there's, it, it, there's it does a happen with other teams. There's a vote in favor of seven inning uh, spring training games right there. <laughs> yeah, but I was thinking, Joe, you know, just, just kind of weird, but, you know, when Carlos Baerga was here, he had a personal barber, you know, that would, mm -hmm. you know, come into the clubhouse and cut everybody's hair. So if, if Reyes really wanted a, you know, a haircut that bad and Carlos was still on the team, he could have just had the barber come on the bus and, and do it. And, uh, you know, that'd be solve all the problems. Right. But is that barber in the bubble? You know, is he yeah, a, a right. tier one yeah, that's right. guy, according to the protocols, I, I, that's, that's a whole nother level because then you're expecting that barber to sort of be on retainer. I know the Indians in the past have had a, a team barber. They, they have haircuts at, at the ballpark, you know, they, they get, but this is something different. I think this is something uh, a little more cultural with Fran Mill because he's constantly yeah. posting haircuts and things like that on, on his social media. So uh, you yeah, know, he's not just going to go to uh, you know, the haircut guy with for 19 bucks. Right. No, he's not going to best cuts. That's for sure. Yeah, that's where that's where I go. <laughs> and you well, can tell. <laughs> we we know we know Paul. We know we've seen. It's all right. Uh, no, uh, Fran Mill. Uh, it, he's a different. He's a character, man. It's going to be fun covering it as long as he's able to stay with these guys on a yeah. on a year long basis. It's going to be great to cover him because he will talk to us and he will you know be you know charming and charismatic and forthcoming with all this, this information, but you know, it, he, he has to be on the roster. He has to be with the team in order to do that. So with Indians baseball right around the corner, there's never been a better time for you to register for Indian subtext. Our subscriber-based service gives you the inside scoop and analysis on the Indians. For $3.99 a month, you get everything we're hearing and the first word before things are announced. We text you big breaking news directly to your phone even before it's up on cleveland.com. And you can text us directly with your questions and opinions. It's a great way to avoid the trolls on social media, and it's the only way to get your questions and comments on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Why should you sign up? Here's one of our subscribers, Bill from Arizona. I think it's great the way uh, uh, you guys have handled it this year and appreciate the fact that you, know, you usually, uh, when you're able, respond pretty uh, quickly either just to me or to, you know, to, to everybody. And it's nice to have a little insight on some things and then maybe an hour or two later, the story will break. I kind of feel like I'm sort of, you know, on the QT in the know and it's fun. 
Bill and all of our Indian Subtech subscribers agree. There's a lot going on with the team, and the best way to keep up is with Indian Subtext. Go to joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians, or text Hoinsey or Joe at 216-208-4346. Again, that's joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians, or send a text message to 216-208-4346. We look forward to having you as a member of Indian Subtext. Okay, looking forward to this week. The Indians are taking on Seattle today, a game scheduled to go nine innings at Goodyear Ballpark. Uh, who are we going to see pitching-wise for the Indians? Yeah, Zach Plesak is going, Joe. He's making his second start. Uh, first start was a little rocky against Arizona. Uh, then uh, we're going to get to see, you know, a couple relievers. Well, one reliever that we haven't seen all, all spring is uh, Nick Sandlin, their, their number two pick from 2018. You know, and you remember Sandlin in 2018, right after he signed, he, he kind of, you know, uh, zoomed through four different uh, levels and, you know, was really on the, uh, on the fast track to the big leagues. And in 2019, you know, broke his forearm and uh, he needed surgery. So he's been, he's been battling back since then. He, he was sick at the start of camp. He's a little behind, but I, uh, hopefully he pitches today and we, we get to see uh take a look at him. Then uh, you've got Whitgren, Shaw, Embry, uh, Maton, and uh, Class A going following um, following uh, the police act. Yeah, just getting back to uh, Sandlin real quickly. He's got a little bit of a, a funky delivery. He's a little bit of a side armor, uh, a little bit of deception. And, you know, I don't think he's as drastic as Adam Simber was in terms of that, uh, that funky delivery but he's, he's going to be some, at least a, a unique look. And, and Tito said in his comments today that, that he's looking forward to seeing this kid. Yeah. And he's been, uh, you know, you know, I, I'm wondering Joe, if the uh, three batter rule is going to hurt this guy, you know, because he's a right on right, really right on right weapon uh, with that sidearm delivery. He's a right-hander. Uh, and uh, I don't know, I don't know how he gets, how he handles lefties. So, you know, that's going to be a big thing for him to uh, deal with. All right. Uh, another reliever uh, we need to mention and we need to talk about a couple of outings for James Karinchak. And right now, if he's a guy who wants to be the Indians closer, uh, he's, he's going to need to do a little better than his first two outings. Uh, granted, the first two outings are sort of getting your feet under you in spring training. But Karinchak, uh yesterday loaded the bases, uh, walked in a run, struck out two guys. The stuff is there but the command control is, is not there right now. Uh, what do you think of James Karinczak and his earlier uh, efforts here in spring training? Yeah, I know he struggled yesterday in the, the, the previous outing. He threw nine straight balls to open the, uh, to open his inning. Uh, you know, I, to me, Joe, this is a kid that looks like he's trying too hard, trying to prove that he can close, you know, you know, this is, Hopefully the deeper he gets into spring training, he kind of takes a deep breath and, okay, let's just make the team and we'll go from there. I don't have to be, uh, you know, Dan Quisen, Quisenberry or, or uh, you know, Mariano Rivera in, uh, you know, my first full season in the big leagues. Let's just get it done and, and uh, my stuff will eventually, I'll be able to work, work, work my way back to the back end of the rotation, into the pen. Does the presence of Emmanuel Class A 
have add any pressure for for Karinchak? Is that maybe influencing his his outings? Hey, you, you know what? I didn't think about that, Joe. That's a great point. You know, you see a guy sitting there. You know, he's got some big league time. Uh, he's thrown 100 miles an hour. I saw him twice in Arizona, and each in each outing he hit 100. He's thrown 99, 90. 96, 90, 97. I mean, and he's got a little bit more control than Karen check. So, um, you know, maybe that might be, yeah, that might be. And he's wondering, Karen check is wondering where he fits in, in this, in the grand scheme of things. I think, uh, you know, if you were rating overall pitch quality and, and, and then just his stuff, I think Karen check maybe rates higher, but I think if you're obviously, uh, velocity and, and, you know, good old number one, uh, Class A has has more power than than Karen Jack, and if he's able to harness that, uh, that's a good sign for him. Uh, this this leads you to the question of: Do the Indians break camp with both Class A and Karen Jack on the roster, and maybe neither of them as the the starter from the get go? Maybe you put a guy like a Blake Parker, a veteran like that, or or Nick Wickren, both of whom you know have a little bit of a closer's background. Uh, Terry Francona again today mentioning. Nick Wickren is a guy who's been dependable since day one when he arrived with the ball club and just a, a guy that the organization is pulling for just because of his character and his, his dependability. Yeah. Wickren's, you know, giving them two great, great seasons as a setup guy, late inning guy. Uh, he always had Brad hand behind him. Uh, hand is gone. And does, do you put Wickren in there to, you know, start the season? You know, I think class A and, 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 uh, and Karen check both make the club and, you know, I think they, 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 their stuff is too good not to make it. And you get that, like, I think you wrote earlier last week or last week about having, you know, power arms in the bullpen and those two guys, no matter where you pitch them, you know, they're good. They're going to give you a chance to get people out just because of their stuff. So, and gradually you let the pen settle and maybe you go a month and you move some pieces around and, and then you, if those two get their feet on the ground, then you, then you can make one of them the closer. But yeah, that would not surprise me if, if, if a guy like Whitgren kind of opened his closer, but uh, yeah, well, we'll see, you know, and he likes to, and he likes to move. Uh, Francona likes to use guys, you know, in, in the sixth and seventh inning with, you know, with that to a big arms to get out of jams. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's taken maybe a, about a year or two, but you remember back to, I remember back to a series when Tampa Bay came in and this was maybe 2018, 2019, they came into Cleveland late in the season and they were running, you know, six foot five right-handed power arms out of the bullpen, you know, two, three times a game. And, and, you know, the Indians after the fifth or sixth inning, the Indians didn't get a hit. And I remember, you know, Tito Martin remarking about that and, and thinking, boy, this is the way the bullpen's going to start trending. They're going to, they're going to start stockpiling these yeah. power arms. And now you look at who's back there. You look at class A and Karen check. You look at a guy like Anthony ghost. Who's a, a lefty who's who needs more seasoning, but the reason he's on the club is because you don't find guys that throw 97, 98, 99 miles an hour consistently. Uh, so once they're, they're able to harness that, that's, that's a big, uh, big deal for them. So I, I, I don't know the, the way of it, it was, it was 2018 when they had Tyler Clippard and they had, you know, a bunch of guys who were soft tossing pitches, yeah. in the bullpen, yeah. you know, and that was sort of the theme of the bullpen at that time. The, the trend has definitely shifted. Yeah. And I, I think, 
you know, you, you saw that that bullpen kind of that was uh, that went against the grain because everybody else in baseball had, you know, loaded up the back end of the pen with guys that were throwing close to 100 miles an hour. The Indians have got those guys. Now they got a guy like Hentges kind of in the pipeline. He, he could fit in there maybe at some time this year. Um, so you've got like three of those guys if Ghost makes the club. And, uh, you know, that that just that gives you such a uh, an option. You don't have to be perfect to get guys out. Yeah, you've, you've faced a, a Shane Bieber four-pitch mix with with curveballs and, and movement to four different quadrants of the strike zone uh, for five, six innings in a game. And and then you think, okay, well, Bieber's out. He's, he's hit his 100 pitches. He's out of the game. We got a chance now against this bullpen. And now you got uh, 98-99 with a disgusting hook like uh, – like Karinczak or, uh, you know, a sinker like Class A coming in, uh, they don't have to do too much. They just have to get three outs each, and then uh, that, that game is that much shorter. So, uh, you know, in, in a, I wrote I wrote over the weekend, in, in Tito's utopia, in his perfect world. Yeah, right. That's the way things go. But uh, who knows? We'll, we'll see. Uh, the outfield, uh, we're going to see Harold Ramirez today. The, he's going to DH. Eventually, he's going to make his way to the outfield and play. Uh, what are we expecting out of Harold Ramirez? He's just just starting to get his legs under him now in spring training. Yeah, you know, it's a guy they claimed uh, on waivers from the Marlins on February 24th. He's been working his way back into shape. You know, he had a tough year last year, COVID, hamstring pull, only played three games in the 60-game sprint. Uh, but he's ready now. He's really a muscular guy like, I don't know if six, six foot, about 240, 250 pounds. Um, looks, he's got some pop two years ago. I think he had 11, 12 home runs for the Marlins. But I, I think the clock is kind of working against him a little bit, Joe. He's got that slow, uh, you know, kind of held back, slow start. Uh, I don't know if he's going to have enough time to show what he can do. But he's a guy that I would think would open you know, at, at uh, the alternate training site and maybe we could help the Indians sometime during the season. And he's a right-handed bat. That's uh, yeah. the, that's the, the big key right there uh, because Jordan Luplo uh, hasn't made an appearance yet in spring training. Uh, he tweaked an ankle. I believe it was his left ankle uh, early in camp during live batting practice rounds and really hasn't, he, he went for a, Got a shot in there, uh, maybe a cortisone or a lubricant shot in the ankle at some point. And now it's just been a waiting game to see when Jordan Luplo can get back on the field. Uh, really, without Jordan Luplo, you, you don't have a lot of right-handed sticks out yeah. there in the outfield. That's a great point, Joe. That's a great point. Uh, you know, I mean, you got to have somebody to platoon out there, especially in right field, if uh, Rosario is going to play every day. So, um, um, you know, you need you need a right-handed hitter. And if you know, I feel bad for Luplo. This is the second year in a row that an injury has set him back and kept him out of basically a big part of spring training. Right, really three years with the club. He's had injuries to deal with each each year, uh, and even in his first year with the club, he, uh, I, I believe, he, he messed up his either his knee or his ankle sliding into a base uh, late in the season. Yeah, he pulled a hamstring. Yeah, pulled, pulled a hamstring. hamstring. So, so yeah, it, you feel for for Luplo there, but uh, again, there are other. Uh, races and other battles uh, going on in camp right now. And I don't think the Indians can afford to, to wait back for this guy to, to get healthy and, and claim a spot on the roster. 
The uh, one thing, the one thing Luplo has going for him, Joe, is he's got a track record. You know, Tito knows what he can do. So they might be willing to wait on him as opposed to they don't know much about Ramirez. Well, I mean, if it's if it comes down to uh, a nearly ready Luplo versus a Daniel Johnson where, you know, he's healthy, but he, he doesn't have the, the, the experience or the background to, to sit on the bench and wait. I mean, he's a kid who needs to play every day as, as much as possible. You know, maybe that's a, a factor that, that goes in there. And he does have an option too. So he does have a loop has an factor option. Yes. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, what else? Uh, there, there, there's a B game, I believe, coming up tomorrow. The Indians are going to uh, play a B game. That's one of the reasons why we haven't seen a lot of the uh, the full starter sort of roster with you know guys like Roberto Perez and and uh, well Framil and Jose have been out for different reasons, but uh, you know the sort of that a lineup hasn't really get, uh, been together and played all that much because they're spreading things out and playing in B games uh, like they did over the weekend. Yeah. They've got to, uh, they, they you know a lot of times the guys that pitch the B games or start the B games are, are guys that are on the club, you know, mm-hmm. and then, then you, you look at uh, you know, the, the relievers that are pitching in the A game, those are the guys that are trying to make the club or you see a guy like Moss or Plutko you know, um, Quantrill, you know, uh, McKenzie, those guys start the A games. They want to see them against the best competition. The other guys are kind of getting their work in. And the same goes for position players as well. All right, Hoinsey. Well, we will uh, follow today's game against Seattle. Uh, tomorrow, uh, they'll be uh, taking on Texas on the road. And uh, we'll keep our eyes through three more weeks. We're getting down to it. This is, yeah, this is when the... Awesome this is when spring training competition actually starts to heat up. Yeah. And, and, you know, the rosters start getting cut down. So I'm sure we're, we're going to be in for in store for some roster cuts sometime later this week. All right. We'll talk to you again later on the Cleveland baseball talk podcast. Mm-hmm.